Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode six of the letters of Samuel Rutherford. To Hugh McHale, Aberdeen, 22 November, 1636. Reverend and dear brother, I thank you for your letter. I cannot but show you that as I never expected anything from Christ, but much good and kindness, so he hath made me to find it in the house of my pilgrimage. And believe me, brother, I give it to you under mine own hand, writ, that whoso looketh to the white side of Christ's cross and can take it up handsomely with faith and courage, shall find it such a burden as sails are to a ship or wings to a bird. I find that my Lord hath overgilded that black tree and hath perfumed it and oiled it with joy and consolation. Like a fool, once I would chide and plead with Christ and slander him to others of unkindness. But I trust in God not to call his glooms unkind again. For he hath taken from me my sackcloth. And I verily cannot tell you what a poor Joseph and prisoner with whom my mother's children were angry doth now think of kind Christ. I will chide no more, providing he will quit me all bygones, for I am poor. I am taught in this ill weather to go on the lee side of Christ and to put him in between me and the storm. And I thank God I walk on the sunny side of the bray. I walk it that ye may speak in my behalf the praises of my Lord to others, that my bonds may preach. Oh, if all Scotland knew the feasts and love blinks and visits that the prelates have sent unto me, I will verily give my Lord Jesus a free discharge of all that I, like a fool, laid to his charge and beg him pardon to the men's. God grant that in my temptations I come not on his wrong side again, and never again fall a raving against my physician in my fever. Brother, plead with your mother while ye have time. A pulpit would be a high feast to me, but I dare not say one word against him who hath done it. I am not out of the house as yet. My sweet master saith, I shall have house room at his own elbow. Albeit their synagogue will need force to cast me out. A letter were a work of charity to me. Grace be with you. Pray for me. Your brother and Christ's prisoner, S.R. To Marion McNaught. Aberdeen, 3 January, 1637. My dearly beloved sister, grace, mercy, and peace be to you. I complain that Galloway is not kind to me in paper. I have received no letters these 16 weeks, but two. I am well. My prison is a palace to me and Christ's banqueting house. 
My Lord Jesus is as kind as they call him. Oh, that all Scotland knew my case and had part of my feast. I charge you, in the name of God, I charge you to believe. Fear not the sons of men, the worms shall eat them. To pray and believe now, when Christ seems to give you a naysay, is more than it was before. Die believing, die, and Christ's promise in your hand. I desire, I request, I charge your husband and that town to stand for the truth of the gospel. Contend with Christ's enemies. And I pray you show all professors whom you know my case. Help me to praise. The ministers here envy me. They will have my prison changed. My mother hath borne me a man of contention and one that striveth with the whole earth. Remember my love to your husband. Grace be with you. To John Gordon of Cardinus, Elder, Aberdeen, 1637. Much honored, sir. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you. I have longed to hear from you and to know the estate of your soul and the estate of the people with you. I beseech you, sir, by the salvation of your precious soul and the mercies of God, to make good and sure work of your salvation and try upon what ground stone you have builded. Worthy and dear sir, if you be upon stone, sinking sand, a storm of death and a blast will lose Christ and you and wash you close off the rock. Oh, for the Lord's sake, look narrowly to the work. Read over your life with the light of God's daylight and sun, for salvation is not casting down at every man's door. It is good to look to your compass and all ye have need of, ere you take shipping, for no wind can blow you back again. Remember, when the race is ended and the play either won or lost, and ye are in the utmost circle and border of time and shall put your foot within the march of eternity, and all your good things of this short night dream shall seem to you like the ashes of a bleeze of thorns or straw, and your poor soul shall be crying, lodging, lodging, for God's sake. Then shall your soul be more glad at one of your Lord's lovely and homely smiles than if you had the charters of three worlds for all eternity. Let pleasures and gain, will and desires of this world, be put over into God's hands as arrested and fenced goods that ye cannot intermit with. Now when ye are drinking the grounds of your cup and ye are upon the utmost end of the last link of time and old age, like death's long shadow, is casting a covering upon your days, it is no time to court this vain life and to set love and heart upon it. It is near after supper. Seek rest and ease for your soul in God through Christ. Believe me that I find it to be hard wrestling 
to play fair with Christ and to keep good quarters with him and to love him in integrity and life and to keep a constant course of sound mind and sound daily communion with Christ. Temptations are daily breaking the thread of that course and it is not easy to cast a knot again and many knots make evil work. Oh, how fair have many ships been plying before the wind that in an hour's space have been lying in the sea bottom. How many professors cast a golden luster as if they were pure gold and yet are under that skin and cover but base and reprobate metal. And how many keep breath in their race many miles and yet come short of the prize and the garland. Dear sir, my soul would mourn in secret for you if I knew your case with God to be but false work. Love to have you anchored upon Christ maketh me fear your tottering and slips. False underwater, not seen in the ground of an enlightened conscience, is dangerous. So is often falling and sinning against light. Know this, that those who never had sick nights or days in conscience for sin cannot have but such a peace with God as will uncoat and break the flesh again and end in a sad war at death. Oh, how fearfully are thousands beguiled with false hide grown over old sins as if the soul were cured and healed. Dear sir, I always saw nature mighty, lofty, heady, and strong in you, and that it was more for you to be mortified and dead to the world than for another common man. You will take a low ebb and a deep cut and a long lance to go to the bottom of your wounds in saving humiliation to make you a one prey for Christ. Be humbled. Walk softly. Down, down, for God's sake, my dear and worthy brother, with your topsail. Stoop, stoop. It is a low entry to go in at heaven's gate. There is infinite justice in the party you have to deal with. It is his nature not to acquit the guilty and the sinner. The law of God will not want one farthing of the sinner. God forgetteth not both the cautioner and the sinner, and every man must pay, either in his own person, O Lord, save you from this payment, or in his cautioner, Christ. It is violence to corrupt nature for a man to be holy, to lie down under Christ's feet, to quit will, pleasure, worldly love, earthly hope, and an itching of heart after this farded and overgilded world, and to be content that Christ trample upon all. Come in, come into Christ, and see what ye want, and find it in him. He is the short cut, as we used to say, and the nearest way to an outgate of all your burdens. I dare avouch that ye shall be dearly welcome to him. My soul would be glad to take part of the joy 
ye should have in him. I dare say that angels' pens, angels' tongues, nay, as many worlds of angels as there are drops of water in all the seas and fountains and rivers of the earth cannot paint him out to you. I think his sweetness, since I was a prisoner, hath swelled upon me to the greatness of two heavens. Oh, for a soul as wide as the utmost circle of the highest heaven that containeth all to contain his love. And yet, I could hold little of it. Oh, world's wonder. Oh, if my soul might but lie within the smell of his love. Suppose I could get no more but the smell of it. Oh, but it is long to that day when I shall have a free world of Christ's love. Oh, what a sight to be up in heaven in that fair orchard of the new paradise and to see and smell and touch and kiss that fair field flower, that evergreen tree of life. His bare shadow were enough for me. A sight of him would be the earnest of heaven to me. Fie, fie upon us that we have love lying rusting beside us, or, which is worse, wasting upon some loathsome objects, and that Christ should lie his lone. Woe, woe is me, that sin hath made so many madmen seeking the fool's paradise, fire under ice, and some good and desirable things without and apart from Christ. Christ, Christ, nothing but Christ can cool our love's burning languor. Oh, thirsty love, wilt thou set Christ, the well of life, to thy head and drink thy fill? Drink and spare not. Drink love and be drunken with Christ. Nay, alas, the distance betwixt us and Christ is a death. Oh, if we were clasped in his other's arms, we should never twin again, except heaven twinned and sundered us. And that cannot be. I desire your children to seek the Lord. Desire them from me to be requested for Christ's sake, to be blessed and happy, and to come and take Christ and all things with him. Let them beware of glassy and slippery youth of foolish young notions, of worldly lusts, of deceivable gain, of wicked company, of cursing, lying, blaspheming, and foolish talking. Let them be filled with the Spirit. Acquaint themselves with daily praying and with the storehouse of wisdom and comfort, the good word of God. Help the souls of the poor people. Oh, that my Lord would bring me again among you, that I might tell unco and great tales of Christ to them. Receive not a stranger to preach any other doctrine to them. Pray for me, his prisoner of hope. I pray for you without ceasing. I write my blessing, earnest prayers, the love of God, and the sweet presence of Christ to you and yours and them. Grace 
grace, grace be with you, your lawful and loving pastor, S.R. That was episode six of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford.